in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here. So grab your assigned seat, sit back, and enjoy this week's top 10. Brought to you by the Schmoes No Network. Take it away, boys. All right, so uh, this is a Comic-Con addendum, which normally we've done these addendums about movies. Yeah. But this time... It's uh, a film event. Yeah, sure, it's a film event. And a lot of people live too far away to go to experience, or maybe it's one of those things of it's on their bucket list, eventually yeah. they want to go. Right. You know, we have a ton of listeners across the board. I meant to yeah. print off um, all the downloads. Oh, okay. Because it is, I think we, it was like 24 countries this nice. past week, just in the past... Since Thursday until last night. Yeah. Um, do we still have China? No, we do not have China. Uh, as far around? as Asian companies, we or countries rather, we had uh, South Korea and Japan. Oh, that's okay. And one Malaysian or a couple Malaysians. Nice. Um, Ghana was number 11. Konnichiwa. 23 or 4 I or like Ghana. That's Ghana's just crazy. It's like, it's okay, so... Whoever it was that was listening to Ghana is telling some friends. Thank you. And we're picking up steam. It was the first, this is the first week that the Australia supplanted the UK at number two. Oh. It's America number one, but Australia finally took number two, nice. I believe, for the first time. The UK is behind them by a fractional amount. Those damn Aussies are tough. But they jumped up. That's right. They jumped up. Respect. Respect yeah. that country. I love that country. So many. I, I really should have because there was a bunch, you know, um, yeah. I, I guess I could try and rifle through. So it was every. Possible Scandinavian country. Wow. Um, Iceland, Denmark. Actually, you know what? Not Iceland, but we oh, had okay. Denmark, Norway, Switzerland, Sweden, uh, Finland, Germany, Finland, nice. Czech Republic, Ooh. France, Italy, uh, the UK, Ireland, um, bu- 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 Irish. Greece, Israel. Nice. Um, we already said Australia. We had New Zealand, uh, Chile. Gracias. Colombia. Okay. I think those are only our only two South American. Where's Mexico, my Bolivian people? Mexico and Canada. Uh, God, I'm forgetting so many. South Africa. I think you're almost at 24 there already. There's a couple others. Okay. I don't know if India was this week or last week. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a new one. What about Portugal or Spain? Spain, yes. Portugal, I do not know. I'd okay. have to look. It doesn't spring to mind off the top of my head. Okay. But it, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I mean, Greece? What's that? Greece. I already said them. Italy. Uh, Italy. I said. Anybody in Africa? Egypt. Oh yeah, Ghana and South Africa. Yeah, but what about Egypt or? I didn't see any Egyptians. Okay. The one that maybe the Egyptians okay. migrated across continentally to Ghana or went complete polar opposite and went South Africa, exactly. and they're downloading us from there now. Is or maybe Chad? they went to the north. They went to Italy. Maybe, I have no idea. Is Chad still a country? Is Chad? Chad, I believe, is still a country. Maybe they should reach out. A little chat action. <laughs> a little chat action it is. <laughs> so we are going to do Comic-Con yes. for right. this addendum. Yes. And I am going to Charlie Rose this. You're going to moderate. You sit back. I'm gonna, I got questions because I've never been. So sure. I am going to be the role of the listener that's never been. This is my eighth year in a row. Okay. Yes. So um, my first question is, 
Do you make the... Did you want some more? That's all right. I asked you uh, in between. Do you want some more water? you want something to snack on? You're like, now I ate before. And I was like, maybe he doesn't want water either. Oh, these three drops will be enough. Listen, I can ramble for 30 no, seconds if you want to go. Or I'll ask the first question, you answer, I'll run and get you some water. Oh, stop it. Yes. I got no problem question? with that. My what? first question is, do you make the decision to go based upon your schedule or what you want to see while you're there? Because we live so close, yeah. both could factor in. Well, what it is is that my friends uh, who work for a number of studios, they always get kind of in a good situation to kind of hook us up. So we get to stay with them without any kind of... Um, Issues like uh, what's the word I want to say? Like any kind of problem. Like we can go and stay with them. It's never an issue. And uh, you know, there's there's a, a few of us to a room, uh, and so we're able to go. So there's no expenses. Like there's you. I don't have to pay for a room. I don't have to pay for nice. a ticket. Nice. Uh, How much are tickets? Uh, tickets are I think they're seventy five bucks a day, and then like four hundred for the week or something like that, or for the five days that you're there. And starts at uh, what time? Three seventy five. Um, Eight a.m. Well, uh, depending on the day, like Wednesdays is your preview night. That starts at like, so usually it starts around seven, but it's gotten earlier and earlier every year, depending on what exhibitors are down there and what they're selling. Sometimes you get the Comic-Con exclusives and the people who sell those toys, they, op- they you're only allowed to go in there if, I think if you're a regular uh, fan with a regular badge, a pass. Okay. Uh, but if you're an exhibitor, you're not allowed to go in there and buy them, I don't think, because you're supposed to be selling them as an exhibitor. Yeah, so, but at the same time, if you really want something, you just yeah, little, you'll find a way around it. Wank exactly. and juke them a 20 on the side. <laughs> exactly. And just, you'll, get, you know, you'll get whatever you need. You throw the badge around. Yeah. All right, so then you normally try and get down there as early as possible. Yeah, well, normally we'll go down. Like, I'll take the train down, which is great. Yeah. Well, but this Drops year, you off right downtown. Right. It does. It's perfect. It's, a, it's like half a mile walk to the hotel. Because we usually stay at the Bayfront Hilton or the Omni, which is right in front of the convention. Center. Okay. So, yeah. So, it's perks. I get I've lucky. stayed at the Omni. I've stayed. Uh, Omni's nice. Yeah, and I've had friends stay just about everywhere downtown. There's a bunch of nice hotels. Down oh, there, there is. It's, yeah. a, it's a good area. Like, if you're... If you're not there in the middle of Comic-Con, it's actually a very nice, fun, peaceful area or in the middle of Saturday night. It's usually a fun, peaceful area to be around. Plus, Petco Park is literally right there. Oh, yeah. So you go to Padre. Great place to see a game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Petco Park. Yeah, it's a really nice park. The team is dog shit more often than not. (laughs) I lived there for years, and they were pushing through, hey, help us pay for this, and we'll have the money to generate from this to put a stellar team out there. and just never happened. Yeah, yeah. As soon as they got the stadium, then... I think the the couple that owned it started getting a divorce. Yeah. It was almost like they were waiting for the stadium to have that new revenue stream and then have to right. divvy that up between the two of them. Like McCourt did that. Yeah. So, uh, so but then, th- then it starts Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the convention center usually opens anywhere between 8.30 and 9.30, depending on the day. Um, and sometimes they let you in early. Like sometimes if it's supposed to be open at 8.30, they'll let you in at 8. Or if it's supposed to open at 9, they'll let you in at 8.30. It just all depends on who's running the security at that time. And how many people are outside? Because people are usually lined up out. They start lining up like... Oh, I'm sure. Early, early as can be. As early as possible. They well, it's a vacation. Just to get in. Just to get in. Yeah. To the convention center. Not to do any of the panels. That's the other nice just thing. Just to get in the convention center. Gorgeous weather in San Diego. Yeah. So you could stand out there in a massive costume. It's not so bad. It's not so it's bad. It's not so bad. Yeah. It doesn't... I mean... Yeah. Yeah. It, you're close enough to the ocean to where it's a little bit cooler. Yes. You're still in a city environment, so it's not as cool as it could be if there were no buildings obstructing the breeze. Right. But it's still San Diego. It's still, you know, probably mid-70s, yeah. high 70s. Yeah, it had a nice downtown. breeze. Had a nice yeah. breeze the whole yeah. time. It's gorgeous. Last, last year was hot as hell. This year was a little more relaxed than with a breeze, so, yeah. Uh, okay, so next question. So you're there for the entire yes. duration. I like to stay till Sunday. Okay. Um, 
how many panels do you try and hit up in a day? Is well, it just a matter of time? If this one runs two hours, yeah. then I can only make it to X and Y and whatever afterwards. Well, usually, usually um, you want to see as many panels as possible on Thursday and Friday. That's kind of the goal because they, they do a lot of – obviously, there's a shit ton of panels every day. Um, and it depends on what you're interested in because yeah. there's there's a lot of stuff there for comic books. How many simultaneously going on? Because, I mean, that, oh, that convention center is massive. Yeah, it is in multiple rooms. So yeah. you're probably looking at 20 to 30 going on at the same time maybe or 15, 10 to 15 panels. I can't really say for sure how many go on at the same time, but I know that there's when you get the schedule, you're like, oh my god, one in one in one hour, there's all these panels yeah. going on at the Which same time. Which one do I want to see? There's three on here that right. I'm dying to see. That's always the toughest thing because some of my friends moderate panels as well. So I have to go to those panels because I support my friends moderating the panel. So something I want to do at some point is a moderated panel or be on the panel, which would be great. Yeah. But yeah, so I like to go see that. Um there's definitely a lot of um, panels that are there can be very niche, very specific, or very niche, however you want to say it, very specific about certain things. Like there's toy panels, there's specific comic book superhero panels, there's panels on uh, TV shows, there's panels on obscure TV shows, and and it goes all night. Like panels go all night to like ten o'clock or eleven o'clock, depending on how long you want to stay and watch. Like um, Hall H. Sometimes, like Hall H is the one is the is the monolith. The, yeah, it's a the, six, the show pony. Yeah, it's the show pony. It's sixty five hundred people can fit in there, and people get in line sometimes two or three nights beforehand to be able to get inside. Especially this year, Jesus, two to three nights. I mean, oh yeah, just to see a panel that they're going to talk for who knows how long, an hour maybe. Yeah, yeah. But once you get in, you never like you don't want to leave because the good stuff is always near the end of the day. Uh, and then they pepper in the good. They pepper in some nice stuff through the day to keep you there. But you want to get inside, and the goal is to get in so that you don't have to leave. Because if you once you get in, you don't have to leave. And this, you would, you would hope they just give you a bracelet. So you well, just be that's like, what you they can, started doing. Yeah, go in and out. Like you don't have to sit oh, here all no, day. You can't do any of that. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Like you can go and get food, but you can't actually go out, walk the convention floor, and then come back. And sometimes they'll give you tickets, but they'll give you tickets to go. Well, I guess they do do that. They give you little tickets to go and walk to the convention floor if you don't want to watch that panel. That specific then, panel, yeah. Right, but you're coming back. back. If you're sitting with friends, it works out. Yeah. If you're sitting by yourself. Yeah, you might tough. get squeezed out of a seat. Right, exactly. You've got to stand somewhere because yeah. there's well, only so much capacity if right. you're going to honor that for the full duration of the day. It's never been my experience to let you stand. Only the security guards stand, which are constantly walking oh, wow. through the whole 65. Okay, well, for fire codes. It's all, see, yeah, fire codes and all that jazz. And, and, and nerds will follow along. <laughs> hey, guys. Guys, danger. You don't like danger. Yeah. You just sit orderly, you know? Exactly. Cheer well, the... I mean, a few years ago, I was in the I was in Hall H when that guy got stabbed with a pencil. Which... Oh, I didn't hear about that. You didn't hear about this? Oh, yeah. No. You was... got stabbed for yeah. what? What panel, first off? It was for the Harry Potter panel. It was the Hall H day. So I don't know. I think it was the Harry Potter panel right after the Harry Potter panel. And there was a, another panel that was coming. I think it was during the, um, right before the uh, Resident Evil panel, I think. And w- what happened was these two guys. That's where were, they get in a fight over Mila. They were fighting whether or not over... Mila could act or not. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Ah! She's the best. Joe Bobovich forever. Yeah. Um, but uh, they were fighting about a seat. And apparently he was pissed that he had been displaced or he had to move over and the guy wouldn't move over. And it was a big thing. And the guy got mad and took a pencil out of his backpack and stabbed the dude in the neck. Or, Whoa, yeah, in the neck. In the neck, like in the, around the neck area. And there was like uh, uh, blood and, and like all over his, you saw his white Harry Potter t-shirt had like blood stains on it. and all, It was ridiculous. It was nerds fighting over a seat. Yeah. And, but let me tell you, this happens because... Some people, you would say nerds geek. Like I'm a nerd, I'm a geek to a certain extent. And, Listen, and yeah. I love it. But the last the, the 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 podcast we'll release before this, man. Yeah. I talked about the fact that you know I collected comic books as yeah. a kid. Yeah. I loved comic books. Right. The 
the one of the kids that lived across the street sold comic book subscription subscriptions and hit me up when I was like six. Nice. And I was like, yes, my parents agreed to it, and we got it from the next like four years thereafter. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Hey, and Remember you know, once. every once again we would just add one. So now we're getting like three a month, four yeah. a month, five a month, and it was Remember fantastic. That. There was a little white, there's a little yellow thing you would have to check off. Yeah, yeah, it, it had a full list yeah. of everything, and I just like you skip over so many, and be like, yeah, but I definitely want that. And yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. I, I got my nerddom right, but, but it's, when you go down there, you really get a taste of what yeah, what true nerddom is. Right? Yes, yeah, some guys like you don't. I don't. I'm not trying to vilify the community in any way, shape, or form. But there oh, are you some are. People. Don't worry. That's how I'm going to spin this by the end. John fucking hates you all. Everybody listening I do right not. now. I do not. He's on his high horse, just looking down. <laughs> I love going down there. Stop it. Um, and I love and I yeah, love to do. You go down there, but you take the train. You got a free place to stay. You don't have to pay well, for tickets. True. You're not sure. amongst the riffraff, is what it sounds well, like. Well, I am amongst the riffraff when it comes to my friends because my friends don't like to usually sit in in the lines. Only one or two friends will some, sit in the line with me. It'd have to be something so, special because I I, yeah, I don't think I can go for saying. five days. But saying. I would love to check it out at some point. Go right. around see what you know people are selling or it'll overwhelm you, man. Because it's a oh, lot. Yeah. If you go on a Thursday, Thursday's the best time to go if you're going to walk the floor. Because it's not a lot of people yet. People start to take off work on Friday and come down. Saturday is the fucking monster. Oh, of day course. Because people are off work and they all just calm down. And it and they sell so many tickets for Saturday ahead of time. So you're, you're going to get overwhelmed. You know? And so it's like it's a lot of people. It's a lot of pushing, a lot of shoving. A lot of people randomly stopping in the middle of walkways. Uh, people arguing about prices on things. Uh, people pushing past you, people shoving you, people. All, it's all there's all that kind of stuff because uh, some some members of the nerd geek community don't have the best social manners, don't have the best like what? ability. <laughs> yeah, ability. <laughs> What's that? What? So I was watching that Mark Maron episode this past week, and and he says to Patton Oswalt. Uh, my therapist, my therapist thinks I need to be on on drugs, and he goes, "What?" <laughs> exactly. It's like, uh, well, you're just realizing something that every person's every- ever come into contact exactly. with you has drawn that conclusion. <laughs> that was the best. What? Uh, but yeah, oh man, so- I, I, once I was hanging out at the store, the comedy store, yeah. and we were in the green room. It was me and a buddy, and he's like, "All right, I got to go on stage." And Marin was on stage, so Marin came in the back, and we're yeah. just hanging out. And this other dude I know, and I. I guess I'll feel guilty for saying his name, so I'm not going to. But okay. he's an older guy from... He was around before Marin was the new kid years wow. ago. Wow. So this guy is still kind of trying to hold on. Yeah. But he's just terrible on stage. Right. And he corners Marin, this look of... It was so fantastic. I told him after that dude left to Marin, I was like, dude, if we were friends, I would have left you in here just to suffer through that alone. Because <laughs> I'd have been like, I, I've done it to the dude before, where for whatever reason, he never uh, talks to me. Yeah. Because um, I got my own share of crazies up at the right. comedy store and other places that just like zone in on me. Right. There's a homeless guy, a homeless gay man called uh, Boone. Yeah. Boone Shakalaka. Great guy. Sweet as can be. Really nice, but at the same time, he's he's crazy. Yeah. He's absolutely crazy. Yeah. But he, I've always treated him with respect because he treats me with, with right. respect. Whereas other people will treat him like shit for no yeah. other reason than he's just a crazy homeless guy and be like, right. just leave him be. You know what I mean? He's fucking harmless. <laughs> so when that dude would walk up and he whatever would zone in on some of my friends, yeah. I just fucking make eye contact and be like, sucks to be you. Adios. I am right. not sitting talking to this batshit crazy person. Right. But just the look on Marin's face, because he kept looking at me while the guy's talking at him, just this face of, fucking kill me. (laughs) Fucking kill me right now. And I'm just, I'm trying not to laugh. Well, I think that's what I enjoy about his show. 
Because it's really that, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, it's there's not a lot of acting going on, man. I mean, he's really being himself through the whole show, and I'm and I enjoy that because I like who he's become. Because yeah, I'm one of these people that did not like him when he came out. As kind of thought he was an asshole, and you could tell that from his comedy. He was like you were you were a condescending uppity asshole, and I didn't want to hear anything you had to say. It's yeah, but then, then but they, then but, hu- but oh, humility came in and busted him down. Well, that's the thing though. And that's I knew what's changed him. Like after I met him the first time, yeah, I knew that that. That shittiness, so to speak, yeah. was born out of the most insecure of oh, places. Of course, of course. So it's once once you see that, be like, oh well, that's an act, right? That's bravado that he's putting on to face the world, right? Because that's just how he processes. So you take it with a grain of salt at that point, right? Like I know another guy that everybody finds to be a prickly pear, and be like, no, if you just understand the way he looks at the world, yeah, it makes perfect sense the way he interacts. So when he does certain things, like he's a germaphobe, so he doesn't like to shake hands. He's another comic, but he's, right. You know, really successful. He's done a lot of things and things that anybody listening to this would love. Yeah. Um, and for whatever reason, I guess I'm protecting his anonymity. I don't know why. But he doesn't like to shake hands, so he'll give a fist bump. This guy was going apeshit and be like, dude, the fact that he was willing to even do that with you is yeah. his sign of respect. Right. Because I've seen him walk past people of like, I'm not well, touching I just don't, you. I don't, and we'll, we'll get back to Comic-Con here in a second because we're getting off base. But like, I don't understand the world of the stand-up comic. Like, Once you enter that world... You, if you try to put normal conventions on stand-up comics, you're fucking wasting your time. They're they're not built. They're not necessary. It's just almost yeah. like it's very relative to geek. That if you're expecting them to act as normal human beings act, you're you're going to be disappointed. They can. It just runs well, of the spectrum. They can. But it's well, there are guys not- that are just like that's a normal dude. And he just happens to do comedy. And there are right. other guys that are just like you're fucking bananas. Right. When you just happen, you do comedy. Yeah. Like if I did, I'd be a regular normal dude. But like there are people who are can be off. Face about shit and really weird about shit, and you're just like, yeah, I, I don't know what to do with that. Oh yeah, and it's the same thing with. I know a guy that's, that's, you know, he's been certified before. Yeah, and he's a comic, wow. and if he gets off his meds, he could be recertified again. Wow. But when he's on his meds, he still has a certain lunacy that is fantastic. That works, right? Yeah, yeah. And he has the respect of everybody. But once right. he goes off his meds, he is a little too much to deal with, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. gotten himself fifty one fifty before. <laughs> yeah. Right. But anyway, so um, okay, so which panels did you see uh, this time? Well, I got to into the William Shatner panel, which for me was a joy. It's the first time I've ever seen him live in person uh, ever, and I was like over the moon. <laughs> the fabled uh, Shatner sighting. Yeah, I mean, it was like Bigfoot to me. I mean, so and this I, is probably what the only one he does. Yeah, well, he hasn't done one in two or three years, I think. But I'm Comic-Con. just saying, like, he doesn't seem the convention going. Type. No, no, no. And which he, yeah, I mean, he'll go to the, some. He'll only go to two or three of the Trek ones, I think, a year. But uh, I'm yeah, amazed that he times. even does that because yeah, right. he's so tried to distance himself like he's more well, he than did Kirk. in the 90s. But then he realized, well, shit, I no one's calling me to do anything. I've got to repair well, this I have bridge. no other money coming in right. unless I've I embrace repair this bridge. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, this panel I went into, which was in one of the bigger halls, uh, was uh, for um, some guy from uh, I think his name is Goodman. He wrote for Futurama. He wrote the autobiography of James T. Kirk. So it's a biography written by another guy about a fake character, and they had Shatner, yeah, they had Shatner on there to talk about it, and then to read excerpts from <laughs> the thing, which was come on, f- do the Shatner voice, oh, he dance was monkey, so good. come on. Do it. Do the dramatic pause for no reason in the middle of... Was in love with Carol Marcus. Uh, We climbed mountains and rode horses. And that's what he talked about. And it was great the way he did it. And he brought a twinkle in the eye to what he was reading. Because it wasn't that good. 
I'll be honest with you. It oh, the book isn't? Yeah, the book was. The excerpts he wrote were not that good. Wow. Because yeah, like, that man. seems like a very fun idea. Yeah, it does. And I, that's why I went to the panel. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. But it was a lot of like. Should have read the book. This Should've guy. Read the book. Well, it's not out yet. It comes, oh. out, it comes out in November or September sometime. But it was. They didn't it, have that as swag on the floor? No. Who wants to buy a book? Come on, nerds. You <laughs> love to read. Pre order. You could pre order. Um, but I got to ask him a question. I got up to the mic because you can do that at panels. Some panels, most of the panels, you can, after they're done talking about what they're talking about, they go, they open the floor up to questions. And then you line up behind the mic and then you ask a question. Did you, you to- guys compliment each other on your hair? <laughs> Great head of hair on you, Shadner. You too, sir. I mean, just a little wink, a little thank you. No, I just, uh, I don't want to get too personal, but I just told him that, like, um, he reminds me a lot of, he reminded me a lot of my dad growing up, which is why I always kind of had a special affinity for him as well. Because my dad, He's very much a Shatner kind of guy, old school guy, bust balls, but also kind of has that sensitivity. Uh, very cool guy, vulnerable. And so I told him that. I said, you know, um, I, since, um, you know, I just want, uh, thanks for everything you've done. I've been a hero, been a, you've been a hero of mine for a long time. And I told him about how he reminded me of my dad. I said, ever since my dad passed in 2008, every time I see you in anything, even if it's stuff before my dad passed, I always feel a, I feel like there's a piece of my father in there when I watch that. And he was very appreciative of that. He thanked me. And then the place clapped, which was nice. Yeah. But then I asked a question and people laughed. And I don't understand why people laughed. Maybe you can clarify this for me. I, and they asked, what's your question? I said, well, why do you think uh, the character of James T. Kirk um, still uh, resonates with people generations upon generations upon generations after it's... Uh, uh, gone off the air, and it was, and I was just saying, like, why do you think it? Because is that the actual phrasing? Yeah, that was the actual phrasing. And Did then, it end there? Yeah, I mean, maybe people laugh because I said generations upon generations, making him seem like he was old. True, that's my guess. Maybe. Why? Why do you? It's almost like a why do you think you're still relevant question. You could read it that way. Well, not as an I don't actor, think it is right. Not as an actor. No, I'm saying as a cultural right kind of icon type of thing. Right. And my question with that is because we've kind of moved on as a society. Yeah. It's, so I was asking. Yeah, it's one of those. Sometimes a joke works because you've you've set it up like a joke succeeds because the character of you is already successful in the room, so yeah. they're buying into you. I'm saying it's from a comics perspective. Right, right, right. I don't know. I wasn't there, right? Because I've had like my wife tried to she used to bartend mm-hmm. at this uh, place in San Diego, this dive bar. So she had a bunch of regulars that would come in during the days. Yeah, just pathetic motley crew of people. <laughs> you know what I mean? They drank every day during right. the days. You know, yeah. But she would sometimes do because I had San Diego specific jokes, and she tried to do one, and she's like, it fell flat. They just yeah. stared at me, and I was like, that is a. I get to that very specifically in a rhythm, and I I selectively choose the words as I get to it. Yeah. To build to a very specific like that's a moment in time, right. and you need all these other stakes built in. Right. But that's what it seems like. It's just because you've been so heartfelt before. Yeah. And then just like it's almost like you're undercutting that sentiment thereafter. But I don't know. I was not. Yeah. There. Maybe that's what people felt. But I I thought it was a relevant question because as long like, as Shatter didn't take it that way, he did. He he he. I think he laughed with the crowd. But then he went on this amazing explanation of uh, what science fiction means to people. Think about it. And he went and probably rehashed that explanation so like, many was, times over thirty probably, years. He just went on and on and on and talked about like four hundred years from now, are mountains going to be here? Who's going to be here? What's going to be around? What are we? What are we? Uh, what's the legacy we're going to leave? Like, are we still going to be here as a planet? All this And he just went on and on and on. And he said, and it was great. It was perfect the way he goes. And at the um, at the head of the pin, in the eye of the needle, at the top of this, at the top of the pile, will be one face, James Tiberius Kirk. And the place 
exploded. Well, they're there to love on him. Right, exactly. So now he's giving him the okay yeah. to love on him. I Trust me, guys, bri- I'm yeah. immortal. Yeah, it was a brilliant, brilliant. The genius of me will live, stand the test of time. Thank yep. you very much. Good night. <laughs> it was great. I was like, thank you. I just like, I bowed a little bit. I was like, thank you, Mr. Shatner. And then went and, then went and sat down. But it was, it was a great experience, man. I mean, I love that man to death. He is absolutely my favorite person in science fiction, bar none. I know I host a Star Wars podcast, but I will always be a Kirk guy. Yeah, know? somebody so, caught you on that. Yeah, they did. And they, 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 I'm 50-50. I'm 50-50, whether people yeah, like it, it or not. It sounds like you're very, at the very least, 51-49. The very least. That's, sounds like there's Star Trek has shit. more of an affinity. That's you starting shit. I'm not going to play to it. Shit. I'm not play to it. The way you speak about Star Trek, you don't, you don't use that type of... of Verbiage well, and intonation to speak about Star Wars. Well, because all the father figures are exactly. bad doesn't, people in Star Wars. But it, it doesn't matter, like the context of what you could identify with that if you had a shitty father. I don't know. Yeah, and I guess you Star could. Wars resonates more because it could be. My dad left me and killed my grandparent or uncle that raised me, and <laughs> yeah. somebody out there that has that. And I'm sure. I'm it's sure. just like, a, but it seems to resonate just a little bit more. Yeah. For you, yeah, I'm not trying to fucking out you or anything. I just, it just, no, I just it feels like more. It feels. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's what it is. I think it's it's because. Uh, the the dad thing is a big thing for me, and that sure. just is what I gravitate to. Anyway, uh, moving on, two two part question. Sure, have you ever dressed up before? No, not for Comic Con for Halloween, but not for Comic Con. Uh, I fucking I hate Halloween. It's for kids. All right. It's for kids. You're asking. Well, especially after having lived in West Hollywood. Yeah, because it, I go out in West Hollywood every night, every Halloween. It's it's it's, it's a town madness. of people that already desperately want strangers to stare at them, and this is the one day of the year that they can actually. It's the one week of the year. Yeah. But it's like a, it's always a long weekend of people dressed and just parading through traffic. Sure. Like it, this street isn't blocked off. This isn't Santa Monica. You don't just get to parade across Sunset. This isn't over by like Chateau Marmont where people just aimlessly walk across the right. street there like idiots. Uh, fucking right. it just made me dislike Halloween all that much more. Whereas kids right. like I love giving out candy to kids. Yeah. Show up. Love it. What's your way? What are you wearing? This is fantastic. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. It's because you're age appropriate. Right. Whereas Comic-Con to me is like an exception of like, yeah, you're having fun. You're celebrating. The yeah. funness is how much that character resonated with you. All right, what's the best car- uh, costume you've ever seen? Ever seen? Yeah. You know what I saw? G- uh, give me your top ten costumes. Oof, that'd be good, man. Um, Can you even rattle off ten like off the top of your head? Of course I could. Of course. There was oh, so of course. <laughs> how dare you question me? Over eight years, but if you're talking top well, ten sometimes 2015. The, yeah, but the fog of time. Oh, you're like, oh, I find what, what, that one guy. You, man. Uh, I will say one of the best ones I saw this year, uh, which a friend posted... Um, if you saw Jurassic World, I if, saw that the martini you, guy. Yeah, the martini guy. I didn't know the, the context of it until brilliant. somebody put the GIF below it. Oh, and I was like, oh, there God. it is. And yeah, I said GIF, not GIF. All right, it's easier to read as GIF. Nobody Go fuck yourself. GIF. I don't. Know I know it's GIF. It's, it's not. GIF. It's it's not GIF. It's a GIF. It's a GIF. Yeah, if it was I realize it's generated image format. I realize right. you're keeping the hard J sound. Right. You read it as GIF. You <laughs> just GIF. fucking do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then I saw that. I was like, yeah. oh, that's that's a lot of fun. Yeah. That is a great costume. I've seen some great uh, uh, Power Girls. I've seen some great X-Men. I saw a bunch of good Mad Max Fury Road. I'm assuming there's a couple thousand Deadpools. No. You, there's not a lot of Deadpools. Really? Because everything I see posted online, it's like, hey, here's you know, you know, two Deadpools. You know what there's a lot of? Harley Quinn. A oh, lot okay. of women dress up as Harley Quinn. That makes sense. A lot of women who shouldn't dress up as Harley Quinn dress up. My favorite one I saw posted the picture of last year, and I don't know if it was from last year yeah. or if it was from San Diego Comic Con, could have yeah. been New York or something. And Pete, this this couple was walking around and finding Batman. Oh yeah, and, and then yeah, falling down, down and just saying, 
you know, Bruce Wayne's parents, yes, and they're dead was, on the ground. It was brilliant. That is fantastic. Yes. That is people just like, a, you know what? You should get free passes. Absolutely. Somebody give them some swag. Like, that's a great yeah. costume. Listen, I envy that. I watch that now as, like, I would have loved, I would love to have a geek girlfriend because I would love to do shit like that. To that's, woman- that's so much fun. I, yeah, I respect, I see that all the time. Couples who dress up and, like, I respect the shit out of that. I'm like, that's awesome because you're both enjoying the fantasy of it and, and, uh, and the joke place, and the fun. And the joke. Exactly. And I see that and I'm just, I'm always like, this is awesome. Like, last year I saw, a pretty awesome uh, Jean Grey and Scott Summers, which is which are okay. guys from X Men. Sure. Great, great stuff. And they had a friend who was dressed up as Wolverine, who would every once in a while during and I watched them for like I don't know five ten minutes walking the floor. Wolverine would when they were trying to do the shot of the two of them, Wolverine would eventually try to put in try to go in between. What them photo bomb? Yeah, yeah. Kinda... It's the storyline in the yeah X-Men he butts in that he tries to be with Jean Grey. So it's, it was just really funny to have that. That's the kind of in jokes that are brilliant and the geeks and, love, and everybody will know? appreciate. Yeah, exactly. Be like oh, okay, you well, know, in the culture, appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, people will recognize yeah. you know what you're trying to do. Yeah. And it's that's funny. That's funny. Every year you get a good Wolverine. Every year you get a really good Batman. Some people dress up as the Adam West Batman, which is great. Sure. Some people dress up as Batman Beyond, which from the animated yeah. series, those are usually the thinner younger kids who dress up like that. And uh, and you get a myriad of of body shapes for Wonder Woman. You get a myriad of <sighs> body shapes, that's what I'll say. Um that, so, yeah, that should be like instead of, you know, you got to be this tall to ride yeah. the ride. Yeah. You got to be within these <laughs> parametric features to wear this little clothing. My friend was saying that he wanted to walk around Comic Con with like like a cop and hand out um, tickets for people that were wearing costumes they shouldn't be wearing. Their bodies should not be in those costumes. And I was like, "Well, <laughs> you go ahead and risk that nerd rage. You're, uh, you you're knock yourself out, stretching the tensillary strength of that fabric. There, you're going to burst through at any time. Uh, let's yeah. get some clothes on you. <laughs> just throw a James Brown like cape on them. Yeah, just let's get you out of here. You know." Yeah, one of the best cosplays I saw was a guy at the um, Hilton where we were staying, Bayfront Hilton. He does shoe shines, and he looks exactly like Shatner. So he dressed up as she. He has the he had the yellow uh, captain's shirt with the Star Trek symbol, mm-hmm. and it was a Captain Kirk shoe shine. So he, when you went on to his stand, he would shine your shoes and talk to you like Captain Kirk. <laughs> and I thought that was brilliant. Hey, it's a great way to make extra money for Hell that yeah. week. It's if a I, great way. If I had worn my boots down or brought my boots with me, I would have absolutely had him fucking shine my shoes. Because that, well, that would have been the experience. Next year, you do a very subtle costume that has boots. Yeah. And then you hit up Shatner Shoe Clean. I don't know, man. Take a picture. I'll be honest with you. This might be my last one. That was... It was rough. Don't go for the whole time, then. Yeah, probably not. I mean... It's probably a good idea to go for only th- two or three days because it's it's exhausting, Matt. I mean, because you're you're constantly fighting the crowds. You're constantly going from panel to panel. Yeah, to panel. especially like it'd be one thing if you got Saturday out of the way on Wednesday. Yeah, and it got precipitously easier as time went on. Yeah, yeah. Then it make it like oh yeah, yeah I expended all my energy at the front, but now yeah. I just get to leisurely go through and have enjoy myself the rest of the time. Yeah, but yeah, I mean four straight day like we uh, we brought up in the last podcast. I went to summer league yesterday, yeah. and you know. Every year, I've only gone for one day. Like, one year, we got a hotel room, but I had to make it back for a wedding the next yeah, day. Yeah. And next year, I was like, you know, maybe I'll stay for two days. But I like the, we get in, we see at least a portion of all six to eight games. Yeah. Like, you know, I told you the Bulls game I had to leave half an hour into because the other side, it's Okafor versus right. Porzingis. And you're like, I really want to see what those two look like, especially yeah. Porzingis, because I've never seen him play up right. close and personal. And you can sit so close that mm-hmm. we were like third row. 
So you get to see the size of these guys flying around and be like, oh, he's really fast. People don't get it. People don't get it until they see them live. Oh, man. When you see human. And the the best part is how good these guys are. And you're like, they're scrubs compared to the real cream of the crop. Right. And they're so huge. They're so tall. There's only like, you know, Wiggins wasn't there. I missed the Wolves because they played the day before. Right. But like Levine and Carl Anthony Towns. Zach Levine, yeah. Yeah. Levine's, you know, I think third in scoring or fourth in scoring over the course of, I still think I would. If somebody's willing to buy high on him, I'd trade him in a heartbeat. Yeah. Just because you can jump, and that seems to be your only serviceable skill. Right. You do it really well, you look graceful, and you float through the air, and congratulations. Yeah. But you haven't translated that into a jumper or Not yet. lockdown defense, given how athletic you are. Right. But, um, okay, so what's the worst costume you've ever seen? <sighs> oh, uh, a few years ago, I saw a really terrible Mumra costume from... He-Man? Oh. Oh, man. Uh, at first, I thought you were talking about the villain from Thundercats. No, oh, mummy. yeah. Is that Mumra? I'm sorry, Thundercats, not He-Man. Not okay. Skeletor. Not Skeletor, Mumra. Well, there so, could have yeah. been a Mumra type in He-Man when they do some. There were so many. Were they crossovers? Or something? Side there villains. Some, well, yeah. no, it was just like He-Man had, after a while, just like, hey, and this this bad guy. Right. <laughs> right. We're so, going to introduce this whole thing and take it away in 15 minutes. There's the fog of time. Yeah, Mumra yeah. from Thundercats. Yes. I, it, it looked like... Uh, he had wrapped himself in it in the bandages. And Did he the, even like you know put the bandages in tea? It, yeah, to it, discolor them at all. It was just like white bandages. He was breaking. He was busting out of them as he was walking, and it was like ooh. we're talking about his crank, though, right? They're just coming out and flopping out on the. <laughs> no, he was wearing something. Thank God, <laughs> a pair of shorts. So you saw a half half bandage broken mumra with like athletic shorts on underneath and some weird robe. He was like, none of this works. None of this works. And he just was powering through going to You have no choice. Going. I mean, because you don't want to yeah. leave. So yeah. He's like, uh, I think I would just rip it off and be like, yeah, hey, I'm going to close this robe and I just got a robe on today and yeah. I'll think of some other... I've seen some. Ba- I mean, I've, you see a bad. Like, you see a lot of bad ones. You see a lot of bad. I'd assume, like, yeah, there's a ton of bad. Yeah, ones. Yeah, and you you, you kind of go one way. You kind of go both ways on it because, it's like, one way is like, you know what? They love the character that much that they dressed up as it. True. But the second side of it is that, like, um, you did it such a half ass job. Maybe job. you don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How much do you love the character? Right. This right. is how you're honoring it with this, you know. Yeah. Terrible half melted face thing you got going on here. <laughs> This is great. An- another great panel I went to was the Transformers Robots in Disguise panel because I've done uh, three sh- three episodes yeah. of that show, and it was so funny. The second episode that I did, Springload, uh, just aired this weekend, over the weekend, which you can see on CartoonNetwork.com. But like, I-, I went to the panel. My friend was moderating the panel. Uh, my friend Michael Ross over at Hasbro, he was moderating the panel. And then uh, he saw me get up to, get to ask a question. And I had kind of warned him the question I was going to ask. and he was So he got through the questions to get to me because uh, that was the last question. And I okay. got up there, and, and the, I had said hi to some of the cast already up on the on the dais, and I walked up, and I was all shy and stuff, and I was hiding behind everybody, so they didn't see me walking up, and then I and then if I got up there, I was like, um, so listen, uh, hi, my name is John. I'm a really big fan of the show, and um, I see of, myself in one of the characters. <laughs> I said one of my favorite, really identify one of my favorite villains this year has been uh, Springload. It's been great to discover him. I was just wondering if you think you're going to be bringing him back for any more episodes because he's really great and uh, super handsome. Yeah, super. There was this pause. There was this pause, and then Jeff Klein, who's executive producer, who's a friend of my friend, looked at me. And goes, "Holy, 
God damn it. And then everyone just started laughing because it was a funny thing. And then yeah. Constance Zimmer said, that's the voice of Springload. And, and people clapped, which is really nice. But it was it was it was perfect timing for the humor of it, you know, and so, and they all laughed about it. And I was but it's a nervous question to ask because I could really fuck myself. Maybe all those people in the Shatner saw you at the. Uh... <laughs> I don't think so. Hey, come on. Transformers in disguise. And they just happened to yeah. mosey over to Shatner and be yeah. like, this guy's got it. Hold on. No, no, no. Tapping the people next to him. Trust me. Trust me. He's going to build this. He's going to ask an embarrassing question. Something. It totally undercuts the he, first statement. I bet you he played his son in some like fucking movie we've never seen or something. Some some oh Shatner did in the early nineties. Oh my god! Don't even joke. Shit, my dad says I try to get on that show like crazy. Uh, <laughs> why? Why? Just why did you do it was going to be three episodes? Yeah, just to be like Shatner. There's just uh, when I saw that and you're like, oh no, they're turning a Twitter account into a show, <laughs> show. and it's just bleep. My dad says, yeah. and you're like, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. This is like uh, a you know lightning in a bottle. Congratulations. Yeah, and, and I went to a nice voiceover panel. Uh, for animation, which was great, uh, separate just uh, um, a lot of the people that I know, Susan Eisenberg, Yuri Lowenthal, a lot of Tara Platt, a lot of people that, uh, and uh, oh god, I can't remember the name of the guy who does the voice of Pinky in the Brain. I can't remember his name. He was on it. No idea. Was, I just yeah. know like the the bigger names in voiceover. Yeah, those are the ones that I know. Okay. The, uh, yeah. He's a big name in voiceover. I just don't, I just I, right now the name. Well, I'm thinking which, like a DiMaggio it, or Billy West yeah, or right. uh, Phil Lamar. Like, yeah. Maurice LaMarche. Those yeah, 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 yeah. Just the, the people are just like, oh, yeah, that guy cross-pollinates with 17 different shows that yeah. I love. E.G. Daly, those people, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it, yeah, so it was those panels and then, and then going to the parties now, at night. Yeah. Have you uh, purchased anything over the years, like a cool little piece of this? Uh, uh, well, or something you wanted to and you're like, they're asking 500 bucks and that's just bananas. I saw something that I'm going to buy as soon as they release it for the first time. And this is so funny to say this because you're probably right about what you're saying, 51 to 49. At Nerd HQ, I went to a nerd. <laughs> is it like a Todd McFarlane or Shatner's piece, his hair piece? And you're going to have that up on, like your own little mannequin behind glass, uh, and went, you can stare at that every day? I went to Nerd HQ uh, twice. It was Nerd HQ parties. They were having them almost every night, which is uh, Zach Levi's thing okay. that co-owns with someone else. Great, great place. They had this great area, and you could party and all this kind of jazz. They had, uh, they apparently created a figure set, a figure in set, uh, of Shatner of uh, Spock dying in the second in Wrath of Khan. Oh, so okay. you have Spock as a figure, like head down, and then you have Shatner with his hand on the glass. And I'm like, I almost lost my fucking mind. How much do they want for it? It, it was like forty bucks. And oh, but, that's but nothing at all. It's not on sale, but it wasn't on sale till uh, uh, till later. Uh, I think it's in a month or two. It's going to be on sale. But I saw. I was like, I almost broke the glass so I could take it home. I was just like, I this. I have to have this. I have to have this. This will be on my desk or my and somewhere in my. Uh, part or my place soon because it's like it's I have to have this thing so yeah um, but I, I usually buy t-shirts when I go I don't really buy toys or okay like, I like to buy t-shirts new t-shirts I enjoy that because they have a lot of good new designs and yeah style and has I, I've got there. the buddy that does the you know figures and interesting oh, yeah. and he's just got his apartment is almost packed to the gills oh and shit, yeah where it's just he's been in this now doing it for probably his whole life yeah but now definitely hitting up comic-con and then maybe like sprinkled around because he's a comic. So if he happens to be traveling in an area and they're like, oh, they're doing New York Con right. or whatever it is there, right. uh, he'll go to that for a day. And then there's different swag that they got there. Sure. And I've seen like, uh, I haven't been to his apartment in years and just seen pictures now that he'll post online. Like, hey, check out this new thing. And you can just see in the background. Yeah. Just fucking shelves of shit and be <laughs> like, oh my God, that's the section, the three shelf section for this show yeah. or this movie. And above and below that until it's left and right are different sections of shows. And yeah. he's got stuff for days on all those. There's tons of cool stuff. It's not, it's not anything that I would ever invest money in. Right. Because to me, that's just like a, you know, 
You it's a waste a, of money to to me, but at the right. same time, if it makes you happy, then you have to f- have affinity for it because yeah. it takes a lot. Because you have to understand like the construction of toys, you have to understand the the series that you're buying, you have to understand where who is creating it and when it's yeah. being made or why, yeah, why they chose this. Right, exactly. Like everything that builds into it, are like oh, this is from that very specific scene here. Yeah, and I love that scene. So well, they had a lot of Star Wars toys that they just released from Force Awakens and from. Even from the prequels, they had a Django, a new Django Fett toy on the Black Series. I went to that panel, the Hasbro toy panel, which was fantastic to see all the new stuff coming out. If you enjoy toys, I mean, it's, I can marvel and look at them and appreciate them. I don't have the inclination necessarily to buy them. Yeah. But I, I like to see what they've got coming out. Yeah, if I, if I got any of that stuff, like I've looked on eBay, like, oh, yeah. what, what does this go for these days? Like right. get an ad ad or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm never going to buy it because it's just like, that's going to take up dust. Oh, yeah. And it's not really worth it to me. But, you know, it's one of those, oh, if I still had that, that'd be cool. Yeah. But all those, God, like once a year, my parents would come through and go, all right, you got to give like half your stuff to charity. Yeah. And it was never like half, but like there were times where it was like, they're just like, you know what? I don't use any of this stuff anymore. Right. And it could go to somebody else. And my brother, I wasn't home. I was at like a friend's house or something. And he gave away all my Star Wars, all my G.I. Joe, oh. and all my He-Men. Wow. Gone. And just the blink of an eye. But oh. it was 100% all my Star Wars were gone. Right, right. And it's just like, dude, half of that was mine, and I wasn't ready to give that up. I right. had so many cool things that I loved. I had the little mini ad at, and you could yeah. press a button behind, oh, and yeah. its legs would move, and the speeders, the and I had speeder. yep. this, and I had that, and I had, and then you had your own cool stuff, right. but I never viewed that as mine. Like, these were right. mine. Right. And I just came home, and was like, the fuck did you do? <laughs> just devastated. Now, like, it's, it's come up a few times over the years, and be like, hey, asshole, like, we still have all those things. Like, we have all our comic books. He gave those to his sons. Right. Um, but it's like we could have easily just had another massive Tupperware with all our Star Wars, right. and you know we were both pretty good about saving the weapons and whatnot. Yeah. We'd have yeah, some hundreds, valuables right hundreds, now, hundreds, of, hundreds of dollars. Yeah, at least that or more than the, the comic books are worth. That's for sure. Now, yeah. yeah, there's a couple like we've got. If we had pristine level condition, yeah. yeah, we would probably have like thirty or forty that are worth a really good chunk of money. That's good because we got earlies of um, some specific series. We yeah. have full series of other stuff. Yeah. And like early on, I've got almost every G.I. Joe that's ever done. Wow. But we got some early ones that are stellar that are tough to find, but they're yeah. beaten up. But like one in particular, and it's worth a ton of money if it's pristine. Right. But we just didn't, we read those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We enjoyed them. Yeah. Whereas the toys you enjoy, but at the same time, it's like they're only going to take so much wear and tear. And as long as you got all their original parts, it's still worth something. I have that with Dark Knight Returns. I have every first issue, first printing of Dark Knight Returns. Okay. All four of them. Because that's when I first started collecting. And I just happened to get lucky to be in a, small town of Virginia where people aren't going to take a million of them. And so I was able to get them in my uh, folder, first printing of each issue. And so I I keep those in a nice safe box. So, Um, All right, so you may or may not go back. Yes, I may or may not go back. Um, Um, But I had a great time this year. It was a a lot of people, and it was fun. Uh, But I'm not sure if I'm going to go back because you feel that way afterwards because you're so exhausted. Like Sunday, I was a, a goddamn zombie. Uh, on Sunday, and I was supposed to do a pod, the Far Far Away podcast that I host on on Geek Nation. I was supposed to do it live, and I had another event come up here in LA. And instead of staying to do it, I just came home because I was wrecked. Yeah, you know? so it, it it happens, but it's it's a great time. If you've never been, I would say at least go experience it. If you can, you can if make you it. Can. Yeah, and you can go for the day. Just drive in. You park your car. You pay. Uh, it's probably fifty bucks to park all day, and then you can walk the convention. Oh yeah, if no. A, if you have a pass, if and if. Go. If those of you think about it, like, oh, I don't want to get a hotel room down there, yeah, or it's too expensive, day. or something like that, or you could do the inverse of, 
Solana Beach has a oh, train yeah. stop. Yes. And you could stay up at Solana Beach and Absolutely. take the train all the way down, and you don't have to deal with the parking. Nope. Hotels will be easier to find. They'll still be expensive because it's the middle of tourist season in right. San Diego. Right. But it's like, boom, you can pick it up there. You don't have to deal with shit. You don't exactly. have to deal with any of the parking. You don't have to deal with the crowds. You don't have to deal I mean, the crowds at the actual, but not getting right. to. Right. And at your hotel, like, there are ways around it. San Diego is pretty accommodating for that yeah. stuff. It's a tourist friendly town. Well, the best thing about it is that you see like, anything you could possibly be into in, in this entire world is there. Like and there's Doctor Who, there's there's Star Trek, there's Star Wars, there's uh, there's even Samurai Star Wars, there's Konami, there's all yeah, these toy and there's companies. like uh, oh, and then you get panels artists. for like uh, Rick and Morty before people right. knew that was sure. a show. Sure, they had a panel for that, and now yeah. it's going to be like people will actually attend whenever they do it. This yeah. you know leading up to I think that starts this week. Yeah, I think so too. Every every year they also have a Battlestar Galactica panel hosted by Richard Hatch. The original okay, nice. guy from the from the TV series, one of the original guys from the TV series. He hosted every year and talks about like how closer we are as a society to that. And it's fascinating. They actually bring in like professors and bringing people of, who have knowledge of this uh, of pop culture and political culture to talk about. It's fascinating. So there's it's not just panels sitting around talking about comics. There's a lot of panels that have yeah how you, it applies to well you could because right? given that many panels Societal you might as well panels. hit a spectrum of things. Yeah, and it's fascinating. And my goal next year is to host. One or two panels, moderate one or two panels like that, and so I'm I'm starting the process of hosting all these podcasts of letting people know I have a I'm accomplished host. I have a penchant for this. I yeah, I enjoy doing it, and so somehow, some way, I've got to go into these smaller conventions, host those, get paid probably not much, but I get the experience and I can show a reel, and that's important because I want to I want to do that in San Diego because I love it. I think it's great, and for that, I would definitely come down. Yeah, yeah. well, I think that's honestly I was going to say that I was like I think yeah. you might be holding out to not go again until yeah. you're invited. And asked to be there. It always helps. On the other side of the out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, all right, well, thanks for listening. Just a heads up to people, I am going to have to start pulling episodes. <laughs> we have finally hit the point. We maybe should have said that on the main show. I know. I thought about it uh, like five minutes into okay. this. Because we brought it up in the past. Yeah, yeah. And we brought up the previous two episodes because we recorded right. those on the same day. So it was like it was fresh in our minds. And then uh, if you're listening to this, Schmo down next week. Yes. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's Thursday night. And uh, we're going to start. We're going to fucking go roadhouse <laughs> on those guys. Just straight up. Already You're listening to the shit. champs. Already You're listening to the champs. Team, cha- team, team top 10. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. If you could uh, leave any comments on iTunes, we'd yeah. thoroughly appreciate it. And uh, that's all for me. You got anything to say? No, uh, thanks, guys. And uh, I hope I didn't bore you with any Comic-Con stuff, but it was fun. That's, that's how you want to end? Uh, go. Definitely go. It's a blast. I thought you just... You were saying go to like, just fucking in this. Go go. go, go to Comic-Con. Go. It's a blast. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>